This is episode 552 on the 3rd of August 2022. Let's start this morning's episode with this quote. Sports athletes career is like a rented room. They will stay as long as they pay their dues. The stay can be extended but it will come to an end and then a new tenant takes over. This has been the focus of discussion as far as a few athletes are concerned who have reached an age which is called super senior citizens. That when will these individuals give way to a new tenant? When will these individuals say that okay, for me this part of my career is done. I'm not fit enough to play this format of the game. my future in this format of the game isn't as bright as maybe in other formats the only place where you discuss formats and usefulness and whether that individual has any contribution left to make anything left in the tank as far as this format is concerned and the format that is being discussed so much because there is a world cup around the corner is of course the 20 over tournaments that are happening that now it's time for teams to finalize their 17 18 individuals who will eventually go to the world cup which means whoever misses out misses out who should go well those who can contribute those who can contribute as far as circumstances and situations are concerned those who can provide the moments that are needed so whether it's the need for having more spinners more fast bowlers who should be the all-rounders who should be the second all-rounder in what team is something that is being discussed so every team will have a bunch of players who will say that we are there then there will be some players who will pray that please let us be selected be work hard in domestic competitions at international level we have done everything but the selectors let's say that they have a tough job and also the fact that they will be influenced by the team management because every match for every team that happens is an audition those who perform well over others will be liable to be selected those who did well before but maybe they are not doing well right now that might put their selection in jeopardy who are those players let's not get into specifics but let's talk about the india west indies t20 cup which is one part of audition to be followed by a couple of other tournaments before the main event happens in october and this time everyone of course wants their respective team to win so whichever teams are participating whether they have won before or not they want to win and with the pseudo media that is the print electronic and pseudo media having a skin in the game and also the fact that influence of what is being said in the pped media influencing the selectors and the team management if a team doesn't win or doesn't reach that peak 
then the question will be asked what the right individuals selected should this player have not played should this player have given way to another player these questions will always be asked like it was asked in game number 3 as far as the india west indies tournament is concerned in fact game number 2 so game number 2 was where india was bowled out for 130 around 130 and west indies chased down the target in the last over so they got stung by that aggressive brand of cricket in fact this in fact this terminology ag- aggressive game is being utilized in every sport i have heard the hockey players say we want to play an aggressive brand of hockey we want to play a fast paced brand of hockey they are simply just xeroxing each other's thoughts where is this obsession of fast paced thing come from modern day hockey is all about fast sports so was ancient day hockey about being sleepy it's not as if hockey wasn't being played at a fast pace and now let's not talk about the turf because the astro turf has been in use for a long time for over 15 years so let's not talk about turf whether the grass turf is better or the astro turf is better let's not talk about things like that because they don't matter but coming back to the game game 2 was where west indies managed to have one over india they managed to checkmate them in all departments bowling and batting and fielding and despite going at over 7 runs per over throughout the match they ended up only making 138 and west indies chased down that target making 141 now when this game was analyzed by sudo expert they must have said there are problems you need to move beyond certain players yes you are playing an aggressive brand of cricket but you have to be smart about it not every ball can go for a six but i'm not too worried because what happens on game number 3 exactly the opposite west indies do went to get to 164 and one thing that 164 is a good score and it will be difficult to chase which means that batting first may not exactly be the right choice at this time you win the toss you decide to bowl first so that you can chase down the target and that's the way things should be and that's the way things are if that's what the thought process is it's a very simple thing win the toss bowl first if you are lucky enough restrict the team between 150 and 160 and then chase down 160 with absolute elan now another discussion that has come in is the opening combination who should open now for this particular tournament they have been trying a certain surakumar yadav at the opening slot and everybody has been saying why should he open he is good enough for 3 and 4 there are so many opening options with rahul unfortunately battling injuries and virus and what not he is out of contention he may not be even part of the world cup if injuries continue to plague him and is not cleared by the 
person concerned by the time it comes down to select the team because that will make a huge difference. Now I'm not really rigid about who should open. I can give you plenty of examples where individuals who once upon a time opened then found themselves as they call it in the middle order. MS Honey opened once in his career. I've seen that happen. I can give you plenty of examples where the same judo experts were what one calls temporary or makeshift openers when the team did not have good enough openers or choices and then what happens? These same individuals now they think that they can question the tactics of the team, they can question the philosophy of the team, the philosophy being aggressive brand as a before that it was all about sleepy brand. I don't even know what that means. But these same pseudo experts who were once upon a time makeshift openers because the team had no option. The reason being that they had no skilled openers to partner another decent opener. They have all, everybody must have opened once. So they cannot question the team's tactics of opening with a certain individual when they themselves were in that situation when there were no options. And then with at least four wicketkeeping options, only two can go finally. Which means Dinesh Karthik and Rishabh Pant are likely to be the contenders who might find themselves with a ticket to Australia which means someone like Sanju Samson who has done well, Ishan Kishan who will be a legend in the making and has all the credentials for a future captain. I'm saying it and you can listen to this program 10 years from now when this guy Ishan Kishan becomes a captain, there will be a captaincy mind game between Ishan Kishan, Rishabh Pant, Shumman Gill, Prithvi Shaw, these are my contenders. Shreyas Ayer is there and of course others. Sanju Samson finds himself in the same situation as Dinesh Karthik who was in and out of the team. It's not for the first time that he's been a part of the team, a part of a World Cup, then he's not been part of the World Cup. Then once again he's been part of the World Cup, will he finally be there? One doesn't know. But there are emotions surrounding this. So I am not too surprised as to what is exactly happening. But a decade from now, we will talk about a Sanju Samson in the same manner we are talking about a Dinesh Karthik. What a player, what a comeback. The designated finisher, let me tell you, even Dinesh Karthik opened once upon a time for the team when there were no regular openers. So let's not get too rigid about who should open and who should not open because it doesn't make sense. But let's move on to another interesting tournament, the Commonwealth Games, which is at number three as far as the favorite tournament is concerned, Olympic being the number one because it includes all sporting events, it includes more countries unlike the Asian Games and Commonwealth Games where you only have teams from certain regions and certain groups coming together and this tournament is of the hypocrites, for the hypocrites and by the hypocrites. It's a simple situation. Commonwealth Games has seen 
certain countries whose chances at the Olympics reduce because of the competition, so they take advantage of the not so tough competition in this particular tournament and they go on to win gold. A gold is a gold, whether you win in the Olympics, Commonwealth, Asian Games, let's not compartmentalize them, it really doesn't matter whether it's the Commonwealth Games or the Asian Games or the Olympics or individual championships for each sport, track and field or boxing, weightlifting or even up to some extent badminton. They all have their individual tournaments where the focus is only on that tournament. Here the focus is on a multitude of tournaments. Now if you have seen the statistics, Australia leads with 71 gold but that is because they are participating in almost every tournament whether it's cycling, whether it's swimming, high jump, long jump, triple jump, hockey, cricket, tennis, squash and whatever other sports that are part of this particular tournament and the more you participate the more likely the chances of winning a gold medal are. India doesn't have too many individuals in swimming. They do have but then Australia always gets away with winning gold medal in swimming. That's the way things work. That's the way this tournament works. It's difficult to see the weight of the gold. Yes, winning a gold is always good especially for individuals who are making their debut in such multi-nation tournaments and whichever debutant has won the gold in this particular tournament whether it's a team or an individual the focus will now be on next year's Asian Games if the Asian Games department wants to have the same number of events in their particular tournament because the Commonwealth Games Association Federation is very different from the Asian Games Federation because they will have teams from Asia. So Singapore, China, Malaysia, Japan, Thailand, India, subcontinent could be the teams in focus next year. And that's going to be a very, very important thing. But let's talk about this more. Let's talk about the men's game that have happened so far. Two games with contrasting results but it's not surprising at all. It wasn't surprising when India flattened Ghana 11-0. In fact, I think the scheduling was such that India's first game was deliberately against Ghana so that they could get all the false bravado before taking on teams like Canada and Wales for the rest of the tournament and England. So they flattened Ghana 11-0 which is not surprising though many pseudo experts said they missed a few chances but it was a decent outing. They got the points but when it came against England. England is a tough team when it comes to cricket. In fact England and Australia are one of the few teams who are at the highest level in football, hockey and cricket. England has a football World Cup to its name 
England has a cricket world cup to its name England has a 20 over world cup to its name how many teams can say that australia is a force to reckon with in hockey when you say hockey you say australia beating australia is something that every team wants whether it's at the world cup level or at the commonwealth games level or at the olympics level whatever be the level and they are also a decent team in football at least they are participating in the world cup as i said it will be easy for teams like italy and germany to qualify for a cricket world cup than for an indian to indian team to ever qualify for a football world cup i maybe it'll take another 100 150 years for an indian team to ever qualify for the 50 over world cup for the football world cup course and that's how things are and i don't think a football world cup planning is on the focus of any of the sporting bodies if that was the case then the sporting bodies would have worked much harder to make sure that india qualifies for the next football world cup when it happens in 10 years time the target should be that in 10 years time india plays the football world cup whether the ranking is 106 or 1006 if you ask anyone will india ever play the football world cup they laugh and say are you kidding me we have brazil there's argentina there's england there's france there's italy there's germany such good teams why do we need india in the football world cup india and world cups especially in football have never had a have never had a relationship india has done well at the regional levels in the asian levels they still have to qualify for the asian football tournament which is not the thing that i want but that's the way things work so india versus england if you saw the match india were 4-1 and then england scored three quick goals india had to lose india had to forego two of their best individuals in the field due to the production of a green card which means at least 10 to 12 minutes india were with nine players and that means the defense gets stretched and is thin and the opposition can exploit that either with those nine players you can attack the opposition's defense or you can defend the opposition's attack and four all overall four all is not a bad result you were expecting this england came with a plan they played with precision india were found wanting at certain times but four all is a not not a bad position there will always be flaws there will always be errors made by the team but then there are no perfect games even in the 11-0 game one can say that there were errors and those errors came back to haunt them in the in the game against england which is a force to reckon with in all three big team sports any other sport england is good in at the highest level not only at the individual level but at the team level which doesn't mean the men's team table tennis which means 11 players with individual aspirations coming together to defend their goal whether it's hockey football cricket do you know any other team 
who has reached this level let me know in the women's game especially in the cricket even here there were two contrasting games india scored 150 against 154 to be precise against australia they thought they had the game in hand but that's what australia is whether it's hockey football cricket if they are at a point where they are struggling somebody will always turn up and will always win the game for them so here it was the all rounders who did the job and australia cantered to a victory and they all had to do was win one more game and their slot in the semi final was fixed for india they had to beat the next team that is a neighboring country which they did by a decent margin and in tonight's match they face canada and canada could be a team which they could stroll over which means two wins and one draw in the hockey division india faces canada in the women's division india faces which team does india face in the hockey division they face barbados not west indies they face barbados and barbados will be a tough team if india lose this and barbados and australia go to the semi finals if india beat barbados then it will be a shootout between barbados and india on net run rate and other results so it's going to be a very interesting situation and therefore the story is win all your group games whether you have three games or four games in your group never be dependent on the results of other team to decide your fate into the next round so if you have if there are five games for you in your group win all five don't even lose one because net and weight can be a very icky thing so don't allow net run weight to dictate how your positioning in the knockout stages will be now india has to has to be dependent on barbados they have to beat barbados then they, then they wait for the results of an australia pakistan match and the barbados match versus australia if australia wins both then india's chances of going to the next round increases but if barbados beats india then barbados and australia go through so it's a very tricky situation on a fine balance and going to be interesting as to how this entire thing plays out as we talk about this the greed for gold is there the greed for gold and silver and bronze is there so you want to be recognized you work hard you work hard for 10 years 12 years to get the gold because nothing less than gold is acceptable and with more and more teams and individuals reaching the finals it basically means that at least a silver medal is assured but the greed for the gold and the medal is not going to die
this ends episode number 552 stay tuned for the next episode number 553